Welcome to the Strength in Business podcast, which is all about maximizing your impact by implementing a powerful marketing system that will help you perform at your highest level. And now, here is your host, Chris Rock. Welcome to a new marketing session at Strength in Business. My name is Chris Rock, and today I'm going to talk to you about the importance of using several marketing channels, whether that's online or offline, to maximize the impact of your business. I'll also touch upon the concept of building your business on somebody else's land, a land you can't control, and why that is a very bad idea to begin with, especially nowadays with so many businesses depending solely on social media, oftentimes just one single channel, whether they built their business on LinkedIn or Facebook, I'm going to pinpoint why that's dangerous and why you do not want to be one of those business owners and what you need to do to avoid this pitfall from the beginning. Now, before we get started, for all the new listeners to this podcast, I like to point out that I do the recordings based on the blog post that you can find on strengthinbusiness.com. So for everybody who likes the written format, they can read it on strengthinbusiness.com slash forward slash blog. And you find all these blogs there. And for those of you who love to listen to the audio version, here you go. Let's dive into today's topic. And it's multiple beats one, never rely on one marketing channel. Let's get started. Having all your revenue coming from one source is a huge risk. Using a single sales and or marketing channel to market your business is a fatal mistake. Single source dependency, aka over-reliance on any one thing can ruin your business. Now let's take a step back and go through everything that I just mentioned. To make you understand why this is so important to consider, I'll showcase some examples for you to better grasp the entire concept. Now, in the early 2000s, a lot of online marketeers were focusing on affiliate marketing using Google AdWords to generate traffic. Not only did most of these marketeers send paid traffic to somebody else's landing page, but they also used a single marketing channel to promote their business, Google. Now, other businesses built their own websites. They incorporated the affiliate links on the site and relied heavily on Google's organic search and advertising. Even if they used two different Google products, this earnings or their earnings were dependent on one source and that's Google. So one source as in social media and also obviously on the affiliate. If the affiliate took down the product, there you go, you're done. Now, needless to say that Google has shut down quite a few AdWords accounts in the past and has also blackballed several sites without notice. Well, Fast forward to a few years later, we have a new giant in town. It's called Facebook, and the entire scenario is repeating itself. Today, a lot of businesses use Facebook groups, for example, to engage with their members. Oftentimes, these members pay a monthly membership fee to the group admin, which is oftentimes the business owner, for access to valuable and relevant information. Very good so far. 
Now, there's nothing wrong with using Facebook groups as a marketing vehicle to keep in touch with your clients and use the different tools available inside groups, like, for example, Facebook Live, which is an awesome tool. Um, so that's great to make your content more appealing. However, relying on Facebook groups alone to generate money for your business, aka building your house on someone else's land, in this particular case, building your business on building your house on Facebook land, which you don't own, is a huge risk. It so happens that Facebook had shut down quite a few high-profile Facebook, Facebook groups without warning or recourse. Does it sound familiar? It's kind of like the Google history repeating again. Now, the recent Facebook privacy scandal, where the data of up to 87 million users was improperly shared with the UK-based political consultancy Cambridge Analytica, is another classic example of why relying on one single marketing channel is a huge mistake. Okay, now a lot of you will say, well, that's great, fantastic. Some of you knew all this. Others maybe uh, got some new data here. What are we supposed to do, Chris? Here's my suggestion. Be everywhere. Use a bouquet of marketing channels. Now, we'll live in the era of social media, video marketing, podcasting, as you're listening now, and voice. Voice is super, super uh, important, as you can tell. In the history of humankind, though, there have never been more possibilities and ways to put your business on the map and get out of obscurity because that's the biggest problem. Yet so few small business owners, and by the way, corporations as well, use all these marketing vehicles to propel their business. And this is just the online piece of the cake. Let's not forget the offline channels, which include TV, radio, magazines, newspapers, billboards, and all those other offline channels. Now, obviously, time and money will play an important role when putting together your marketing arsenal. Businesses with bigger budgets and more people on the team can manage a bigger number of channels than a solopreneur or a small business owner with two team members can do. I mean, I'm, I'm cool with that and I understand that. Yes, you can outsource to agencies. Yes, you can work with talented freelancers and contractors to help you pick the most relevant channels, marketing channels, and focus primarily on those. Now, here are some questions you should answer prior to putting together your specific bouquet of marketing channels, especially if you're a small business owner or you don't have a lot of people on your team, maybe you're a solopreneur, listen closely. So here you go. Question number one, where does your ideal client, so this is something you should ask yourself, where does my ideal client spend most of his or her time? Is it the inbox, the email inbox, or maybe messenger box, or a particular social channel? What is it for your ideal client? Second one, does your ideal client prefer podcasting over radio? And here's a hint. If your ideal client loves to go to the gym, chances are there he or she will listen to podcasts. Again, ask for feedback to verify whether this applies to your audience or not. I mean, they could listen to Spotify to all kinds of music, but they could also listen to Spotify or iTunes or Google Podcasts uh, to uh, listen to a podcast. You should find that out. 
Next one, what are the three social networks your ideal clients love to interact most on? Oftentimes, they, they, they will have three, two or three that they prefer and that they spend most of their time on. So make sure you know those. What channels does your ideal client use to get product referrals and recommendations? Uh, do they pick up the phone? Do they watch TiVo to get those referrals? Or do they go to a Facebook group? Wh whatever it is, find that out. Next one, does your ideal client prefer Pinterest over Instagram or vice versa when it comes to shopping and why? Now, a lot of you who are into tiling, maybe tiling business, kitchen, um, gardening, also cooking, you might experience um, quite a few good results with Pinterest. Now, also make sure you know why they hang out on Pinterest or why your clients buy on Pinterest over Instagram, where they prefer Pinterest. And maybe some of them will prefer Instagram uh, over uh, Pinterest. Make sure you know what it is, which one of these channels is and why. Next one, how many hours of video does your ideal client consume? What are his or her favorite channels? Is it good old TiVo? Is it Netflix? Is it YouTube? Or maybe Facebook? Which one is it? Next one, where does your ideal client get the latest news? Is it TiVo or maybe Twitter? Which one is it? Find that out. Now, this is just a short sample of questions that you can embed into your checklist when analyzing the behavior, aka the content consumption behavior of your ideal client. This will provide you with a clearer picture as to what the most relevant marketing channels are for your particular audience. And based on your assessment, you'll be able to pick the marketing channels that have the highest impact and deliver the best experience to your ideal prospects and clients. Because let's face it, if you're engaging with an older audience um, that is not necessarily on Snapchat, but loves to hang out on Facebook, what on earth are you doing on Snapchat, spending most of your time on? So make sure you know exactly where they are and more importantly, where they like to open their wallets, where they like to spend money. Okay. Um, this being said, there is no one size fits all marketing channel. There is no such thing as channel X is better than channel Y. Now, channel X may be fantastic for increasing brand awareness, whereas channel Y may be a phenomenal lead generation platform. Channel X might be the preferred way to reach millennials, for example, whereas channel Y might be an awesome vehicle to building meaningful long-term business relationships. Well, let me let me give you a better example there. So let's say uh, if you want to reach millennials, maybe you should look into Instagram and Snapchat. Spotify, also interesting. If you want to build meaningful relationships, especially business relationships, you might want to look into LinkedIn and why not even Twitter. So I can tell you that I had quite some, um, quite amazing experiences on Twitter and I connected with a lot of high profile business owners. So I suggest you look into that as well. Furthermore, you will not find one marketing channel that can provide all the long-term benefits that multiple relevant sources can do for you and your business. 
If you're just looking for some quick short-term gains, then you can obviously forget all the advice and pick whatever channel you want. But for those of you who want to build sustainable businesses that will be around for many more years to come, all that I mentioned applies. Therefore, I will leave you with this. Harness the power of multiple over one. However, make sure the multiple are chosen wisely. Use the questions that I provided you with to start the process and build the framework, a system around it that you can use in the future to easily add or remove sources. Now over to you. How many sources do you use to promote your business? What's your favorite marketing channel and why? Send me a tweet at Chris Rock and let me know what those are. You can also DM me, feel free to DM me, especially if you have questions regarding your marketing channels. If you listen to this podcast, if you want to just say hello, feel free to DM me on Twitter at Chris Rock. Now, for those of you who've been listening uh, for quite some time to my podcast, know that I like to end the show every time with a different quote by some personality, business personality, um, somebody who's created something that impacts our life, um, a legend, basically. Now, um, I'm switching the concept, and what I'm going to do today is I will always leave you with a golden nugget with a main takeaway from today's show. And um, today, it's the following. Don't build your business on somebody else's land. Don't build your business on social media land because you don't own it and you don't control it. Use social media as a distribution channel and max it out. And when you use those channels, use multiple channels and don't handcuff yourself to social media exclusively. Use other channels, use offline channels and make yourself a bouquet. And the most important thing, make sure you control and hold the cards when it comes to your business. Thanks for listening. Thank you for your loyalty. I'll catch up with you in the next episode. Happy marketing. And remember to always play to your strengths. Thank you for listening to the Strength in Business podcast. Submit your questions on strengthinbusiness.com and follow Chris on Twitter at Chris Rock. That's K-R-I-S-Z-R-O-K-K. 